Donald, uh, we mentioned Jonathan Kasdan, uh, one of the screenwriters earlier. Um, he recently said that Lando is pansexual, as you may have seen. Were, were you aware of this what? when you were filming? Yeah, I didn't hear that. I, did you know that? Yeah. I didn't know he said that. I, oh, how can you not be pansexual in space? There's so many things. <laughs> There's so many things to have sex with. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I didn't yeah, think that was that God. weird. Like, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like coming on to everybody. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, he's like kind of like a 70s swing. Yeah, I just, I, it just didn't seem that weird to me because I feel like if you're in space, it, it's kind of like the door's open. Like, it's not, you know, like, he's just like, he's like, no, only, only guys or girls. Like, kind of thing. He's like, no, it's, Anything at this, this thing is literally a blob. <laughs> so you're like, are you a man or a woman? Like, who cares? Have a good time out here. Leroy with my co-host. This is Eli. Okay, hold up. Let's rewind that. Okay, I'm I'm Leroy Calrissian. <laughs> yeah, that's for this <laughs> for this. Okay, so and I'm I'm Eli D two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I said, this is another in the long line of special podcasts we're doing this month, and Eli, we finally come to the the end of our our grind because like i said this month has been trying for us is we've really been putting in some work this week i mean this month so for those listening this is a strictly solo star wars podcast that is all we're going to talk about this episode we are not going to talk about the bullshit surrounding the episode uh the movie we may have briefly but this episode we are strictly talking about the movie what we thought about the movie what we may have liked about the movie, what we may have not liked about the movie, and go from there. So if you're here to hear a review of our thoughts, fine. The other bullshit, we will address that eventually, some of the podcasts down the road, because we know it's coming and we know other podcasts are already dealing with it right now. That being said, uh, let's just jump into the podcast. So Eli, did you get a chance? Well, obviously you saw the movie. Uh, when did you get a chance to see the movie? I saw it yesterday. Yesterday, okay, okay, got a chance to see it yesterday. Let me it, ask it you this: me, it, took, yeah. it took me, yeah, I didn't get a chance to see it. I was been working all weekend, and you know, I, I, I had to find time. I almost didn't see it yesterday either, but I woke up kind of early and went mm-hmm. to a a ten thirty showing. Only cost six bucks. Nice, so, okay. Yeah, so I got to see it yesterday morning. Yeah. Cool. Let me ask you this, and this is part of the bullshit that I'm getting into. Uh, how packed was your theater? It was uh, for, surprisingly packed for ten thirty in the morning. Really, it was okay. a good amount of people there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, like I said, so you got a chance to see it. I got a chance to see it on Friday. Normally, I see these movies usually on Thursday evening. You know, because I want to beat all the sports like that. Like, 
Offense, Black Panther saw it Thursday night. Infinity War I saw Thursday night. Deadpool 2 I saw Thursday night. And mainly I wanted to see those because I didn't want to get spoiled by the plot. I wanted to make sure nobody, you know, jumped online and told me anything about the plot. But since it's solo and you already and it's a prequel about stuff you already know, I had no interest in seeing it Thursday evening because I'm like, how are you gonna spoil solo? I mean, I know he lives in the movie, you know, where he dies or something, you know. Uh yeah, Lando is I, his father or some shit, you know. So Yeah, I, I kinda thought the same thing, but then something got spoiled for me. And I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh yeah, we we <laughs> we would talk about that. We would talk about that. <laughs> Nothing got spoiled for me that I didn't think about. But like I said, I got a chance to see solo. Uh, got a chance to see it with my mom. Got a chance to see it with my nephew. The family went out, and we got a chance to see it. And my theater was kind of light, to be honest with you. And it kind of shocked me. Again, like I said, I didn't, I didn't know of any numbers. No numbers came out Friday night, so I didn't know. But I was just looking. I was like, whoa, this theater looking kind of light right now. Uh, of course, my nephew didn't give a shit about uh, Han Solo. Probably didn't know who he was anyway. Uh, my mom actually was halfway entertained through the movie. She didn't say it sucked. So if my mom didn't say it sucked, I'm like, okay, cool. She even at one point, she even asked me at the end of the movie, that black man, was he playing Billy D. Williams? I'm like, uh-huh. She was like, oh. And that's it. That's all she said about the movie. <laughs> but she didn't say it sucked, so <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, yeah, so like I said, the family went out there. Uh, theater wasn't super packed. But like I said, so now we can just jump into it. I normally we now we're gonna handle this a little bit different than we don't handle these other podcasts because a lot of times we do comic book movies. We can talk about oh, what did you think about the character and and where was your first time being introduced to the character? We know when the first time you do. Eli, your time being introduced to Han Solo same same time I was. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> really nothing to go from there. He's Han Solo. But let me ask you yeah. this. Let me ask you this. Now a lot of people are saying that. Why do we even need a Han Solo movie? Like, what is the point of this? Now, let me ask you this. Since we go back Star Wars way back in the day, growing up, did you want a Han Solo movie? A solo Han Solo movie? Um, I think back then I would have liked one, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I can't say that I was excited to see... Well, if we had one back then starring Harrison Ford... Mm-hmm. <laughs> We, I'm sure we would have been all over it, but you know, 30 plus years later, yeah, I was not excited for this movie. I was always skeptical um, about this whole thing, you know. So, okay, like I said, we're gonna get to it because I want to unpack this movie. Because, like I said, we're gonna talk about it. So, next thing, let's just let's just dive into it. Let's dive into the box office numbers, break these numbers down, and not hang on it too much. So we can just jump into the movie. And number one at the box office was Eli. Give it to me. Well, I, I'm sure Han Solo or Solo took it. It was uh, yeah. not but as I hear it's not. Yeah, I hear it's not doing as well as people were hoping. Yeah, it did. It wasn't a runaway box office success like you thought it would be. Uh, we'll come back to that in a second. Like I said, next we're gonna go uh, number two. Of course, Deadpool two, like we thought it was. Uh, Avengers, Avengers. Three? Oh yeah, Avengers Infinity War. I, I drew a brain freeze right there, <laughs> like shit. Okay, so Avengers three was number three, and exactly how I pictured it was, except, and I'll come back to these numbers in a second. Number four, we have the Book Club, which is still hanging in there. You know, the the Dirty Old Lady movie. Uh, number five, Life of the Party, the some somebody movie. Uh, number six, Breaking In, the Mom movie. Number seven, Show Dogs, which I'm hearing is running for one of the worst movies of all time. 
shit. That's what some people are saying. It's one of the worst movies you'll ever see. Uh, oh, num- adults pitching about a kids movie. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They're saying it's a kids movie, but they're saying it has like some adult things in it. So, mm-hmm. really fucked up movie. Uh, number eight. Uh, overboard number nine we have a quiet place of course and number 10 rbg i don't know what that always sound like a sandwich <laughs> to me or some shit i don't know uh back to han solo now if you look at the uh box office numbers the box office numbers are misleading because they're counting the weekend they're counting the weekend for memorial day you know so yeah. technically if you count memorial day then it's it's including as a hundred million dollar weekend but that's not the case the actual numbers are 84 million which is well below what they projected it was going to be yeah. or not even projected what they told us it was going to be and that's another thing eli um i don't know i think they lied to us yeah someone's lying somebody's <laughs> lying to us i mean they projected this movie to be i remember i remember reading some reports saying that solo ticket sales were outgrossing black panther yeah, I remember hearing something about that. And I was thinking like, wait, 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 that doesn't even sound right. You know, I mean, when Infinity War did, I was like, okay, that's Infinity War, you expect it. But Solo, like, nobody was excited for this movie, but somehow it's outpacing Black Panther. They're saying it's supposed to have like $150 to $120 opening weekend. I'm like, but nobody wants this movie. How is that happening? Then you get these numbers back, and the numbers are exactly what I thought it was going to be before they started, before the hype train started. I'm like, okay, yeah, this 83 million sounds more exciting because nobody was excited for this movie, you know? Yeah. Um, to put in perspective, and I'm going to put this in perspective. What are these numbers? I'm going to just pull some numbers out of my ass right now because I don't have them in front of me right now, so that's cool. Uh, Solo did 84 million, right? Yeah. Justice League did 93 million opening weekend. Yeah, if just to put that into perspective, so it's doing Justice League numbers. Not only that, Solo because they did the reshoots and Ron Howard had to shoot ninety percent to eighty percent of it. We don't know how much he had to shoot. He had to shoot like almost yeah. the entire movie. Solo yeah. is the highest. It has the biggest budget of any Star Wars movie ever. Yeah, they had to basically shoot two movies. They basically had to shoot two movies. So this movie, they're saying it's somewhere between two hundred fifty million and three hundred, somewhere between that. That's just production budget, not including promotion, because you know Star Wars promotes out the ass. So they might be looking at a flat out box office bomb here. They might be looking at a flop. This may be the first Star Wars flop we have ever seen. Maybe, yeah. So that's it's shocking, but like I said, with with the things that everybody was going with this movie, you you kind of you kind of got to go with it. It's just that's the numbers are right now, and it doesn't look like the numbers going to get any better because, like I said, it's fighting for it's fighting for time with Deadpool. It's fighting with Infinity War. Um, doesn't Jurassic World come yeah. out like, like hey, right around the corner? Yeah, yeah, Jurassic World comes out in a few weeks, right? Yeah, a couple weeks. So this movie looks like it's going to be buried. And so. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't do it in the in, in, in the Christmas time. I mean, well, they said I, it, I was I was like I I, I was liking uh, Christmas Star Wars movies. Yeah, but I think they yeah. said something about I didn't look at the the Christmas lineup, but they're saying there's so many movies coming out in Christmas time. They think it would have got sw- the same situation would have happened then too. Yeah. So well, I don't know. So, yeah, but but yeah, but let, let's let's release it two weeks after you know. Infinity War and Deadpool. And right. <laughs> that, Which that, that makes sense because they're both in the same studio. So why is Disney can't like, because honestly, I think 
Solo might be cannibalizing some of Infinity War's money. Because yeah. they're saying Infinity War isn't tracking as high as some of these other movies have been doing also. And it not I mean, part of it could be because of Deadpool. Part of it could be some of, some of Solo also. So I think all of these movies are because they're saying Deadpool. This is the second week of Deadpool, right? Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. second yeah. week, third week. Is it a second week of Deadpool? I think so, because we did this long-ass podcast last week. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the second yeah, week of Deadpool. Deadpool was just, yeah, yeah, we just did the shit, yeah. So they're saying Deadpool had a 77% drop, which is huge, which is bigger than BBS, you know. So you got all, and that's because all of these movies are cannibalizing from each other. Uh, if all these movies went out there and Infinity War was just by itself, it probably would have already grossed $2 billion by now. Like I said, 1.9 right now, but like I said, you have other movies cannibalizing it. So all these movies are hurting each other, but hey, they're just all fighting for spot. But at the end of the day, it all goes in Disney pocket anyway. So whatever money Star Wars loses, Marvel's going to make it back anyway. But this does seem to hurt the branding. Before I get into the, 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 the review, Eli, I have to address the elephant in the room. Do you think Star Wars box office numbers or lack of box office numbers have anything to do with the fan response to the last jedi yeah i think that yeah i think a huge amount that and i think early reviews i know it didn't get great early reviews early you know from last week or whatever but yeah i think there's a divisive fan base right now and uh and yeah i think this movie I mean, it was it was doomed from the get go. I mean, people didn't want this movie, and then all the shitty rumors we had, you know, the firing of directors and all that shit, and, and just her the troubled production. Coach and... Yeah, and and you know, and I mean, they didn't even like the title. Hey, people were bitching about when they announced the title of the Han Solo movie, you know, right. Solo, and everyone was bitching about that. It's like this. <laughs> This movie's just had negative shit going on from the get-go. So yeah. <laughs> it's like it was destined to fail. Like people were like I think people wanted it to fail. I think I think a lot of there's a big chunk of the fan base were just waiting for the movie to come out just to bitch about it. You know? But, but that's the thing, but how can they bitch about it when they didn't even see it? That's the thing. That's what they're waiting for. Where's the internet? Bitch. You don't have it's to see it yeah. to, to bitch about yeah. it. They, they want to type. They're ready to type and troll and, you know, and, you know, own some trolls on some comment sections. And that's what they live for. And <laughs> so <laughs> typing the same. Yeah. Typing the same comment, you know, you know, all week, you know, that you that. Yeah. The autocorrect just fills in your comment for you. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> like I said, we weren't. We're getting off track because, like I said, we we said we we promised we weren't going to go that down that road. Eventually, we will. We're not going to go down that road. So right now, we are going to talk about Solo, the movie, and what we thought about it, not what the internet thought about it, because we, unlike the rest of the world, actually saw the movie. You know. <laughs> so Eli, let's do it. How we like I said at the, by the end of this by the end of May we're pretty much pros at doing movie reviews by now because we've done this <laughs> shit so much. So go ahead and give it to me. I'm gonna let you start off. What did you think about Solo? Fuck it, give a spoiler. I don't care. Just <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what I, I mean, I I mean, I liked it. I I wasn't particularly blown away by it, but I give it a solid okay. Um, I, I mean, that's the thing is I got to see it again to really, 
I'm at the point of my life as a Star Wars fan where it's like I got to get past the initial reaction of the movie and kind of jettison my expectations on stuff I wanted to see versus what's presented. And there was a ton of shit I wanted to see that I didn't get to see. I would like to have seen. Um, but I did have fun with the movie. I did enjoy it. It was still fun. I, I liked, I like star Wars. I mean, I like the prequels. I mean, I bitch about the prequels a lot, but you know, when I came out of the theater, I liked all of them. I mean, Hey, that was cool. I mean, sure. I didn't want to hear certain things or hear Vader say no or whatever, but I did enjoy them. And same thing. I mean, I've had worse experiences in movie theaters. <laughs> so I give it an, I, I give it a solid eye. You know, I, it was quite mediocre. I thought, um, because it's a prequel, there's no real stakes involved. So, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's hard to be emotionally invested in a character that you kind of know how things are going to turn out. Um, I thought towards the end, it, it got interesting. There was a part at the end where I was like, wow, that, that that's cool. And I want to, I was intrigued, but then it was almost over. And then the movie kind of, it was like, like wrapped up and ended. And I was like, oh shit. Well, it finally got interest, interesting to me at the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, seeing the Millennium Falcon do shit, seeing the Kessel Run was cool. Um, the train robbery scene was fine. It reminded me of Firefly, mm -hmm. which then turned, you know, or Cowboy Bebop, you know, those space criminal stories, you know. And that's the thing is like Joss Whedon has gone on record saying Firefly was heavily influenced by Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon. In Duh. fact, I mean, right here. Yeah, yeah. In fact, if you if you look closely in every episode of Firefly, there's a prop of Han Solo frozen in carbonite in the background of every episode. I haven't seen him in every episode, but I have seen that prop. Mm -hmm. So, and that's what Firefly is. So it's like, it's got that, what the, was a John Carter effect where you've seen, um, you've seen this story so many times and the Han Solo mythos in Star Wars, you know, the space outlaw has influenced all these other movies and science fiction stories and here star wars is taking it back to that and yeah. well it's just it's a story we've already seen right so kind of like, like zorro like zorro inspired like batman and all the stuff like that but who wants to see a zorro movie right I, I see what yeah. You're saying. yeah yeah so i mean i want to see it again to fully because they kept all the there was so many references and i was like oh whoa whoa I was like, yeah, I want to see that. I want you know, they they mentioned Bosk, and I'm like, oh shit, Bosk, oh, and Bosk doesn't show up. Okay. <laughs> you know, I don't know the fuck you know, that is, but okay. <laughs> he's one of the bounty. He's that lizard bounty hunter. <laughs> like, oh, the one with the feet. The one with the feet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he snarls at the at Piet and Empire. Okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, you know they they mentioned Aura Singh. How what's his name? What's Woody Harrelson's character's name? Beckett. Uh, Beckett. Yeah, uh -huh. Beck, yeah, Beckett killed Aura Singh. I'm like, really? Why well, want to see that? You know, where's that movie? <laughs> you know, it's like they kept mentioning, yeah, Terracasi, that fucking video game, that fighting Star Wars game from back in the day. That, when they, they said that, that was a cool reference, but it also gave me PTSD even hearing that name. Yeah, because that's that the game. worst fighting game I've ever played in my life. Oh, yeah, that I, that, I broke a controller throwing it. <laughs> like, why would you mention that? Like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, that 
fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like they kept mentioning all these cool things. And I'm like, wow, I would like to see those instead of what I'm seeing now. You know, because what we were seeing were stories we've heard about before. We've heard it's about funny how you said about the Terracossi. We don't even see Terracossi. We no. see the guy getting beat up. And then somebody's missing the background. Oh, what did you just do to take him down? Oh, Terracasi. You know, but you didn't yeah. see it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, sure, it's it's cool to see the Kessel run. It's cool to see the Sabat game. But I would would have much rather just seen, you know, a, a, a solo movie where they were doing just a job, you know, and we got to see a little bit of that. But I, I wanted to see him and Lando. I wanted more. Of what? I mean, I don't want to see Lando and Han meet. I want to see them doing shit, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, but like I said, that's what I was expected versus what I was presented. And coming out of it, I was like, yeah, I wish I could have seen this shit. But when I think about what, what I saw, I'm like, it was, it was fine. It was, it's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just bland. It's stuff we've heard before. It's stuff we've seen before. And it's not, it's not like, you know, it's like, it's like Little Caesar's pizza. It's not great, but hey, it, it, it worked. It was entertaining and it was cheap and, <laughs> and it did its job, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I, I liked it, but I wasn't particularly blown away by it. So. Okay. All right. Uh, you got to You got to slap a score on it. You got to give me something. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. damn. Moment of truth. Oh, 3.5 out of 5. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I kind of. I kind of feel like you were. You. That's where you were going with the three point five yeah. out of five. It's. You know. It's. It's not. It's slightly above average. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Slightly above average. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna go with my review. And, and Eli, I kind of felt like just your reaction, what you're saying. Like I said, not a spoiler alert, but you read my review, so you kind of see. It. So I think I kind of liked the movie a little bit better than you did. However, I will agree with you that it did feel kind of safe average did feel generic i mean it felt ron howard that's what it felt like it felt like ron howard directed this movie you know exactly well, it what we expected. Felt rushed i mean it kind of felt rushed in a way yeah you know? so yeah i mean it felt like that but at the same time i enjoyed the movie because the movie did exactly what i expected it to do it's like you said it's like you order a little seat of pizza and i order uh sausage and pepperoni and i get sausage and pepperoni you know they didn't give me anything extra but they didn't. But yeah. it gave me exactly what I wanted. So I was fine with that. I know everybody expecting to go see this movie and expecting the greatest thing ever. You know, they expecting Infinity War Part Two, seeing Han Solo. I'm like, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting just give me a fun, like a uh, gangster western heist movie, and I'm cool. I'm good with that. I don't. I don't need anything extra spectacular. So. What I was expecting to get, what I was expecting to get, and what I paid my money for, the movie delivered. I understand that you wanted to see other stuff that the movie didn't deliver. You wanted to see more of Lando's relationship and more of the other relationship like that. I wanted what they gave me. I wanted to see the first time Lando meet. I wanted to see the first time Chewbacca meet. I wanted to see when uh, they got the Millennium Falcon. I wanted to see the Kelsa run. I wanted to see how they got involved with Jabba the Hutt. And the movie gave me that. Now, if they they probably won't but if they ever make a movie past that you know then i would like to see the other stuff that you would name and i'm hoping i would get that stuff if they ever make a movie behind that but what i was expecting that gave me i do feel like this movie lives and dies by one thing one thing alone and i think everybody likes this movie and everybody that don't like this movie is because of one reason and that is because of han solo 
And that is one of the reasons that people were, you know, not on board to see this movie again with because nobody knew what Hans, like the actor that played Han Solo was going to do. This isn't Harrison Ford. You know, there's a new dude. I don't know his name. I didn't look it up. I don't care to know his name. But I will <laughs> say this. I was bought into him. I was sold on about 30 minutes into the movie. I was sold on it. He was Han Solo to me. So when I watched the movie, I was Han Solo. Now, was he doing a Harrison Ford impression? No, he was not. He took the character and he was kind of doing his own thing. What he did do is that he was uh, presenting an archetype. He presented the archetype of a smuggler, bounty hunter, scoundrel, whatever that thing. But that you know that Malcolm Hunter, you know the guy from Firefly, the Star Lord type. They're all the same guy. So he was just playing one of those guys, and he but he was just dressed up in Star Wars. So I was bought into it. You know, I was fine with it. Um, everybody was excited to say, "Oh, Lando Calrissian is going to steal the movie. Donald Glover is going to steal the movie." I saw the movie, and he was fine. I liked him. It was cool. Yeah. He didn't run yeah. away with the movie for me, anything like that. I don't even want a Lando movie. But he was cool from what I saw. I did feel like he was doing more of a Billy D impression. I wouldn't even say he was doing a pressure. I'll take that back. I'll take that back. He was also doing an archetype. But his archetype was weird, and only certain people would get this. He was playing a pimp. And when I mean it, because they actually... Okay, Eli, I'm going to name a movie that I know you have not seen. Have you seen The Mac? The, the, uh, with the, what's his name? Julius? Uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Max I've Julius. Seen Max Julius, yeah, okay. Max, yeah, I've seen The Mac. Yeah, yeah the movie is yeah. about a pimp. The movie is a movie about a pimp named Goldie who had a cape <laughs> also. Yeah, yeah. And that's who Donald Glover reminded me of. He was actually acting more like Goldie the pimp than he was uh, Lana Calrissian, who you can almost say Billy Williams was probably imitating Goldie the pimp also, you know, because he was pretty much a space, space pimp in, in space also. So I felt like he was going that direction. But out of both of these guys, you know who stole the movie for me? Who's that? Chewbacca. Oh yeah, Chewbacca. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I will agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. To I me, Chewbacca stole the movie because that's what I was hoping to get. The movie was going to give me, and the movie gave me because it felt like in this movie for the first time, Chewbacca was an actual character in the movie. You know, it mm-hmm. felt like he was a part of the plot, a part of the story. Where in the other movies, he just felt like a pet. That's all he just felt like. He just felt like a pet. Where in this one, he feels like he's involved in the action. He's involved in the story. He has a arc. Chewbacca has a arc. That has never happened before. You know, Chewbacca, Chewbacca actually gets a action scene onto himself where he gets to just cut loose. So I'm like, okay, they finally given us Chewbacca where he's actually feels like he's part. Like, like we all remember at the end of uh, A New Hope, you know, when Leia was giving everybody medallions except Chewbacca. Like, come yeah. on. She gave the droids medallions. Chewbacca didn't get one. <laughs> You know, he's just it, a dog. Yeah. Yeah, that's, he's just a dog. That's it. He's just there. But in this movie, yeah. he feels like he's a part of the plot. Matter of fact, like the the crew that rescues Han and Chewie, they don't even want Han. They want Chewie. He's just there with them. You know. <laughs> so I kind of like that. You know, he has his arc where you know he's just trying to find, and they, they almost make a reference to the to the to the Christmas special. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. almost, but it's but it's vague and ambiguous. You know, they quite say they say, is he talking about his tribe or is he talking about his family? You know. So yeah. if you want to say the Star Wars specials are canon, you can say that now. But if you want to say the not, you can also. So you can go either way with that. Um everybody else in the movie pretty much plays their character. Woody Harrison is Woody Harrison in space. 
it is yeah. what it is, you know. Uh, who else? You got Thandie Newton. She's there. Whatever. She's cool, but she's barely there. Uh, Amelia, yeah, Amelia Clark is in the movie. She's playing, you know, she's playing the femme fatale that you see in these westerns and these spy movies, and she's she's playing that same archetype you always see. You know, hey, any Amelia Clark in the movie is is a plus for me. You know, I don't even watch Game of Thrones, but I'm like, hey, I'm on board with her. (laughs) You know, Uh, so like I said, I enjoyed the movie. They gave me the kiss run, Eli. I told you this three weeks ago. I told you this a month ago. If they give me the Kessel run, I'm going to give this movie a pass. That's all yeah, I have to do. Yeah, and that, that was probably the coolest part of the movie. Exactly. But here's <laughs> the thing, Eli. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to paint this picture. Okay. Right before the Kessel run was about to start, and they were building up to it, and Lando was like, you can't do the Kessel run that fast. We will die. Nobody's ever done it faster than 20 parsecs. And, you know, Han Solo like, don't tell me the odds or whatever bullshit he said. You know, and he's getting ready to start the run. And then mm-hmm. my nephew whispers him, leans over and whispers in that ear, I gotta pee. I'm like, no, oh, man. No. <laughs> I've been waiting to see this live action for 30 years. You hold that shit. <laughs> but then my mom gave me this look and I'm like, oh, okay. So I took him <laughs> and I come back and I already missed half of it. So I'm like, the whole reason I wanted to see the movie, I actually missed it. So oh. that gave me an excuse to go watch the movie again. But like I said, everything you said about it, it's true. I completely agree with what you said. The movie did feel safe, generic. They're cranking out these movies too fast where it doesn't feel like it have that, that Star Wars magic. You know, that magic that you get from these yeah. other movies. It feels like another movie, you know. And I think that's what people are expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, people, you know, because Star Wars used to be the, these big giant events. And now that the, we've had them every year, and now it's like less than a year. I'm not even six months ago we had mm-hmm. Last Jedi, you know. And it, I think, yeah, the steam is being let out a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. And people aren't as like know, even the prequels had you know? magic about them, you know. Even they yeah. were event movies, you know. I mean, yeah, especially the you know after 20 years of nothing, mm-hmm. you got these movies, and then you know you might have not have liked the, like one but then hey another one was come out we were hoping hey maybe that one's gonna be cooler Mm -hmm. and then you get that one and you're like hey maybe the next one will be cool (laughs) (laughs) and then they stopped making them and then for 10 years we didn't have any until a force awakens so Mm -hmm. i think people expect these movies to be these giant epic you know experiences and now we're getting them so often i think we are we aren't you know we're not responding to them like we used to. And I think just because of that, mm-hmm. you know, I think people, oh, this movie sucks because, yeah, you didn't have to wait five years for it, you know? <laughs> right. You just wait six months and you just got a okay movie, you know, instead yeah. of this, this big event that you were expecting. Yeah. And, but you know what, Eli? I actually give that a plus for the movie. Even though I, the movie is taken away from the, the magic of Star Wars that's feeling special, I actually I appreciate that because this feels like a smaller scale Star Wars movie. And I appreciate that because every Star Wars movie we have is these big stakes, consequences, end of the mm-hmm. universe type. Even Rogue One was like, there was like end of the universe. What are we going to do? Last year, I was like that. This just feels like a breezy, easygoing, entertaining yeah. movie. Prime you know? caper. You know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and it's, and I, I think, you know, when people, people, bring so much baggage to star wars they're bringing you know their childhood they're bringing their you know their toys and all their experiences that they've had that they you know their own personal you know life stories that 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 that's 
that has influenced them throughout their lives because it's so big. It's so much a part of our lives. And I think people bring that to that to these movies. And when it's not fulfilled, when they realize these are just movies. I mean, yeah, they mean so much to us. But at the end of the day, they are just movies. And I think people are expecting these to just blow them away every time. And now that, you know, they are coming out so often, you know, I mean, I think people are just like, hey, these these suck now because they're not <laughs> making you feel like you're five years old again. You right. know? <laughs> and that's the, that's the Internet being, you know, yeah. reactionary also because we know the Internet is works in one. They're binary. The Internet works in ones and zeros. Either everything is the best thing ever or it sucks ass. There is no yeah. middle ground. Yeah. I mean, the, the movie's fine. Is it the greatest? No. Is it the word? No. I mean, I can think of a, a couple of movies that are. Star Wars movies that aren't as good as this one. Right. But, you know, I... It's not I, even the best movie this know. month, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for the most part, I enjoyed it. You know, it was... It was it, you know, it was fine. No, I wasn't blown away, but I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't come out, oh, that sucked, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it pretty much... For, for something that I really had no desire for, it was surprisingly well done. And, it, and surprisingly well done and how how much trouble it went through, you know, the whole reshoots and all that shit. And, you know, I, I was like, wow, it, it, it's it's for it to come out as good as it has. I mean, that that's commendable, you know, <laughs> right? Because we were expecting like a really, you know, we were expecting some fan four stick type shit because yeah, the same I mean, stuff we were hearing about fan four stick with the same stuff we were hearing about this movie. Yeah. And I was like, I. Even from the trailers, I was never on board with this. Was his name Alden Ehrenreich, the guy playing Han Solo? I was like, he, "That's not him. That's not Han Solo to me." Mm-hmm. And then I go and see this movie, and he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Like I don't know I, why everybody, you know, shitted on him. It was just like he he was fine in the role. Yeah, no. he was fine. He did a yeah he he did a great job. I bought him as Han Solo. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, I I mean, but I'm, I'm hearing we, some people yeah. that are watching the movie that are not buying as Han Solo, and like I said, if if they don't, if you don't buy him as Han Solo, this this movie does not work for you. Like there's nothing yeah. else in this movie will work. Yeah, I mean, I thought Donald Glover did fine as Lando, but yeah, I think Chewie was the heart of the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chewie's Han's anchor, you know. And if there's any like theme to this movie, it's about of, of you know Solo. You know, you know how they give him his own name because he's kind of a loner and he follows his own path. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chewie is the one who sort of guides him on that path of, right. of being an individual. I mean, because throughout the, you know, he rescues Chewie, and then of course there's that one job when they're invading the mine or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, and Chewie goes off to 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 to, to free those Wookiee slaves, and and Han's like, oh shit, okay, well you go do what you got to do, man. And, right. you know, and even and they tells like, that's hey, the end lost... of it. Right. They're thinking that's the end of it, you know. Yeah, and they're like, hey, uh, we lost Chewie. He's like, is he dead? He's like, no. Was well, he coming back? He goes, I don't know. And then mm-hmm. he goes after Chewie. You know, and you, that, there's that constant thread of Han always sort of doing whatever the fuck he wants mm-hmm. you know, in whatever situation he's in. And that's essential to Han's character, to who we see in the later movies. And I thought, well, they nailed that at that aspect. Right. So, and, and I think that was no. the, it's like you saying, that's the, that's the best part of the movie, Hans and Chewie's relationship. That's that makes the movie yeah. for me. You know, that's Be- when it got fun. Yeah. I mean, when Chewie, I mean, I'll admit when they threw him in that pit and like feed him to the beast, 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh shit, is it going to be a Rancor? Right, Rancor or Return- something. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, ever since Return of the Jedi, I've been wanting to see a Rancor. <laughs> <laughs> For some, I, I don't know why I didn't yet. think it was going to be Chewie. Like, that never occurred to yeah. me that it was going to be Chewie, you know. I just thought, yes, please be a Rancor. Please be a Rancor. Not a cartoon Rancor like on the Clone Wars. Be right. a Rancor. I want to see a Rancor again. And then... <laughs> And then Chewie came out. I was like, "Oh shit, it's Chewie!" Right. And like, and I like I perked up. That's when the movie got fun. That's when I perked up and okay, because before that, you know, there was it was like twenty minutes of you know introduction of characters and and exposition. He's on he's fighting on some planet, and it's so dark. You couldn't even see who they were fighting. Like, who the fuck are they shooting now, at? It was all foggy. I, I, I like that part. When they was fighting yeah. the planet, fighting the war, that was interesting to me because it was like, okay, Han Solo signed up to be in the war, and then he gets to the war, he's like, man, fuck this shit. You know, I'm out. The yeah. like, first chance I get. You know, I like that part. But I noticed that. Like, the film was so, like, even when they're on, um, when they're on Corellia and they're, you know, doing, they're doing, they're doing all those crimes and shit. Like, it was so dark and gritty. Mm-hmm. And then once he gets with Chewie, once he frees Chewie, then the sun comes out. I noticed they're flying off planet, and all of a sudden you see the sun. Like that, all of a sudden, there's hope once he gets with Chewie, mm-hmm. and the movie brightened up after that. Then you're, then there's scenes in the desert, and then you're in the mountains and shit. You know where it's it it got brighter. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. saying, you know, once and I think Chewie was part of that. Chewie was the heart of the movie. Because I like so, yeah. I like the last scene of the movie. Like you said, his name was Solo because he was alone. He didn't have anybody. But the last scene in the movie is Han and Chewie flying off into space together. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're like, you know, they're that one, two. That's me to movie. Like when Chewie shows up, the movie turns to me, it turned into a buddy cop movie. You yeah. know, because it did feel yeah. like that, huh? Even though the movie's called Solo, it did feel like it was both of their movies. You know, they both had yeah. this arc they're trying to get, and they both end up doing both what they're trying to do, and they both still end up with each other anyway. And it's not because they're forced together. Because here's the thing like I said, we don't. I didn't know Han Solo backstory. I don't read the EU bullshit and stuff like that. So I always thought that Chewie had some kind of life debt to Han. Like he was in servitude to Han. Like he had to be with him until he repaid him back something like that. But looking at this movie, it like it's not. No, they're friends. They're just yeah. they're with each other because they want to be with each other. And one reason because they're the only people they can trust. Like yeah. in, in this life, everybody screws over everybody. But Han and Chewie are the only ones they can trust with each other. Like if 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 he who uh, Chewie's in trouble, Han's gonna go after them. If if Han's in trouble, Chewie's gonna go after them. Yeah, it was almost like the other way around where Han was in Chewie's debt. It know? really <laughs> did seem like that, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> because no, like I said, I, when the way they were in Kessel, like Han was done for until Chewie came back for him, which Chewie didn't have to come back for him. Yeah. Because I, I mean, mean I guess that, I that, yeah. I mean that was uh I thought that was touching. I mean that's that was what made the movie for me was yes their relationship and their banter and yeah i mean when the, the, the you know i mean the emotive how emotive chewy was i mean he was the he was pretty much the most human out of all the characters right because <laughs> he know? was always looking at a situation like uh, like and you can oh, almost shit. hear what he's saying like yeah <laughs> okay that's one scene where he's talking to the other wookie and i think for like 30 seconds or a minute or so like that all you heard was grunts <laughs> and it was like the most emotional scene in the movie <laughs> yeah because you you can see what they were saying you like and you can just imagine they were saying like look i gotta go back with these folks i gotta help them you help out the rest of the team or the, or the family you have to take care of them like we don't know if chewie knew that person or he relates to that person or he's just somebody he knew and he just connected with instantly we don't know 
but they bonded and we don't know what they said but you felt it yeah so that was that was some emotional shit to me even though you didn't mm, 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 you know i like that shit man <laughs> yeah so uh like i said all the but like i said some and another knock that you got to have in the movie because it is a prequel movie some of the tension is gone because three of these characters in the movie are plot proof you know yeah han's plot proof chewie's plot proof lando's plot, plot proof so you know yeah. no matter what happens to them even though if they get injured or shot anything like that you know they're fine nothing's gonna happen you know yeah. So it takes out some of the tension of that. But like I said, at the time, at the same time, I was looking at this. I was just looking at this movie as a movie. I know everybody's gonna be safe. I know everybody's gonna live. That's okay. Just enjoy the ride. You know. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, now let me ask you this. Like I said, we talked about those three characters. What'd you think about the extra character, like like Woody Harrelson? You know. I thought he was fine. I mean, he was. It looked, he seemed. It seemed like kind of a lazy performance that he was just sleepwalking through the star wars universe mm -hmm. <laughs> and he was just woody harrelson playing himself yeah have, a, you, have it, you seen it, hunger it, games uh, i saw one the first one. Oh, he's in hunger games yeah. he's playing the exact same character yeah i mean yeah. he he didn't put on an accent or try to like even bernicio del toro he tried to do something with this stupid stutter in last jedi mm -hmm. you know he tried to do something but <laughs> <laughs> but but I, yeah woody harrelson was just woody harrelson but I mean, but he was just a, a grimy thug, you know, it worked, you know, for what it was, you know, it was nothing, like I said, it wasn't spectacular, but it worked. It yeah. was fine. And I know? do like it that in these new Star Wars movies that everybody just has regular names, like Rose, you know, Tobias <laughs> Beckett. They, not like when you yeah. know, George Lucas doing this shit, everybody was beat one nitty bomb or exhale. Yeah, you didn't know, like, you, you know you're. Yeah, you're pronouncing the name wrong for ten years, and... <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you're reading the box and shit, like, oh, that's not his name. Well, like, I don't know what yeah. the fuck his name. Tobias Beckett, I know that he sounds like some guy down the street, like you, you work with him or something, yeah. you know. So it's Big easy to Fortuna, remember. right? <laughs> like, who the fuck? But you know what, Tobias Beckett, it kind of, it because it reminds you of, of a name you would hear in a western. Yeah. And that's basically yeah. what he was. Like he was their mentor. He was like a third. And that's, and that's why I like the I like the the visuals of this movie. I like the aesthetic of the movie. Another reason I get the movie plus because it did blend. Even though it was like I said, it was bland and generic. It did blend several genres together. Like I said, it blended space movies. It blended a western because at the end of the day, Han Solo is a space space cowboy. That's all he is. Yeah, that's much. all he was designed to be. You know, uh, they designed it like it's it's all that. It's a western. Like I said, it was a buddy cop movie with him and Chewie, and it was a heist movie because it's basically what the Kessel Run was. And like you said, the train sequence, that's the train sequence lifted right out of the old Westerns, which Firefly took from that and just like Solo yeah. took from that. You know, that's all it was doing was doing a Western in space. Yeah, the great train robbery. You know? Exactly. That's all it was <laughs> the doing. The Western trope. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty interesting, you know, with the train and start flipping upside down and the, the stormtroopers started coming out, shooting them, even though they were stuck to the, the Han Solo. And then uh, even the pilot, that's the funny thing about them, like every pilot in this movie not named Han Solo is going to die, get fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because it's going to give Han Solo a chance like oh I told you I could prove myself you know uh, like the, the the space monkey or whatever like that the pilot they had you know I feel like you know if he had that death scene in the movie I, I don't know I, I thought they kind of touched it he was just saying oh I have this girl that I want to be with and I wanted to open up this business when I was going to die you know and just, and just, he just took forever to die you know yeah. I just thought it was and pretty I, interesting that was and there were like I said there was some a few parts like some twists and turns that I didn't expect Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't expect that crew 
to die like like on the first job <laughs> right because i'm pretty sure they pulled another fake trailer scene in that also because i remember some other scenes in that movie yeah, I mean, in that trailer I, I that we didn't get i didn't expect sandy newton's character to die mm -hmm. i didn't expect that forearm monkey guy to die mm -hmm. was like the whole crew like got wiped out right and, and becky scene, didn't even you know? care you know and I was like, holy shit. I mean, and then and Han and Chewie were the only ones left. And I was like, whoa, okay, well, now he's forced to work with them. And then that, you know, so I, I didn't expect that, you know. And so threw a, threw a curveball. So that was a surprise from then. Then he's kind of forced to work with them. But at the same time, you know, Becky is kind of a mentor, but he's not just a mentor to them. He kind of teaches them not to trust anybody. And yeah. like I said, spoiler alert. I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see that coming at the end. I didn't expect. Oh, go ahead. Uh, are you talking about Beckett? I'm talking about Beckett, right? Yeah. yeah. I didn't see it either, but at the same time, I didn't expect Beckett to turn on. But when let's talk about we forgot about Paul Bettany. You know. Yeah. He was there. I just like the fact that he he's like Josh Bro is not gonna be the only person getting this you know two movie money. I'm gonna do it too. You know. Yeah. But Paul Bettany was there. He served his purpose. Now you know actually you know who was he uh that was actually recast. There was another person supposed to play uh Boss Drayton in that movie. Okay. okay. Remember the wire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember Omar, uh, Michael something Williams, that guy? Yeah, the guy with the scar on his face. Yeah, he was the supposed to. Scar. Yeah, he was supposed okay. to be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When, yeah, yeah. And in the Lord and Middle Miller version, he was a scene. So when Ryan Howard came in, he completely cut all of his scenes. Hmm. Yeah, and say he was written completely out of the movie. I think he was on Twitter, something like that. Like, yeah, I was in the star in solo movie, but now I'm not in a solo movie. Oh well. And then he just moved on and that was it. So Paul Bettany was playing. It it would have been way cooler, you know, to see Omar from the wire in this movie than Paul Bettany, but eh, Paul Bettany did okay. You know. Yeah, he did the, you know, the the cookie cutter gangster yeah. role. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he didn't he didn't suck in the role. He, you know, slimy British dude, whatever. It was yeah. it was cool. It was, and plus, it was it, fine. It, you know what? It actually, I think, it kind of added to the role because he felt like okay because Han Solo wanted Amelia Clark, whatever her name was in the movie. I forgot. I meant to ask you that since you since you're deep into this lore, is she somebody? No, not that I know of. No. Okay, moving past that. Okay, so like I said, <laughs> she's the ex. And since we got Paul Bettany here, you know, he comes off like, you know, we don't know what their relationship is, but you can kind of say she may be the new boy. He may be the new boyfriend or something like that. So that yeah. obviously right there gives animosity between Han and this guy. You know, Han's like, I got to take this guy out. But at the same time, he's got money. He's got power. You know, he's got my woman. You know, I got to find a way to take this guy down, you know. So I kind of I kind of yeah. like that, even though at the end of the at the end of the movie, she was the one who took him down. Which I yeah. was, I was okay and, with that. I was okay with that. You know. And it seems like they're going to establish her. I mean, if they are going to go into sequels, mm -hmm. more sequels with this, it seems like they're they are going to establish her as a criminal figure. Right, because she becomes she's a crime boss. Over. Right, she becomes a crime yeah. boss at the end. You know. Yeah. So that's that's her role in the movie. So she looks like she has a bigger role. And can we do the, can we do a spoiler now? The the big yeah. reveal. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let's let's say it. Let's just put it out there. Okay. So apparently, she works for the Crimson Dawn. The Crimson Dawn was the one trying to get all the stuff like that. And Paul Bettany was not the the head of the of the organization. The head of the organization was Eli. Give it to me. Oh, Darth Maul. Darth fucking Maul. Honestly, when I saw that, I was like, "What the fuck? 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what got spoiled for me. People, I just like, you know, people, oh, Darth Maul was played by so-and-so who voiced him in the Clone Wars cartoon in the new South. Oh, okay, so Darth Maul's in the movie. So Yeah, I, I completely <laughs> didn't know that. I was watching, I was like, I, I, was, I was confused as fuck. I thought it was like another alien from that planet. You know, that was just, oh, like his brother or somebody that knew him, like that. Until the red lightsaber came out, I'm like, okay. I was, I'm, I'm still confused. To be honest with you, Eli. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. Okay, he was chopped in half, right? Yeah. What the fuck? Well, he survived. He was on a, a junkyard planet. I can't remember. This is if you watch the Clone Wars. This is all covered in the Clone. I'm Wars. not watching that shit. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. It's awesome. It's actually awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you saying Star Wars is making me watch this bullshit now? Yeah, it's it's actually really cool. The Clone Wars are really cool. And oh. pretty much made the prequels relevant. Like, <laughs> like, I like the prequels a lot more because of the Clone Wars cartoon. Oh, man. See, this is why I'm glad Marvel doesn't do that bullshit. You know how they don't shoehorn Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. into the movies or the Netflix Defenders into the movies. They're like, treat that shit like some old shit and don't worry about this. But it's but Star Wars seem to be doing the opposite effect. They seem like all these characters that you saw in, like you said, the Clone Wars. And what was the other show? Uh, Rebels or some shit? Rebels. I haven't really watched Rebels. So, so apparently, apparently there were some characters in Rebels that showed up in, in Rogue One. Yeah. Like yeah, uh, Forrest Whitaker. Isn't Forrest Whitaker a character on there? Yeah, he was also in the Clone Wars. A young... Like before, before uh, the Rebels show, he was in Clone Wars. Okay, so I, I don't have time. Originally to keep up. in Clone Wars, yeah. I don't have time <laughs> to keep up with all this shit, man. I just watch this shit how it is. But now you throw Darth Maul, and I'm like, what the fuck? Dad, I gotta watch all this shit to understand why the fuck is he even alive? Because they yeah. probably won't make another movie, so they'll be like, oh, Darth Maul, never mind him. Don't worry about it. The Night Sisters trilogy is. If you're gonna watch any episodes, watch the the Night Sisters trilogy on the Clone Wars. It's like season two or three. Yes, and it yeah. explains the whole, uh, the whole uh, Savage Oppress, which is Darth Maul's brother, and all that shit. And it's it's really cool. Oh. But, but yeah, he he survived. He's still alive. Um, and yeah, he's got robot legs. <laughs> I think they said yeah. I, I got to watch it again because honestly, I was in shock when I saw him. They said he had robot legs in the movie. He did. I could I noticed them. You know. Oh man. But um. But yeah, he had like spider robot legs when you first see him in uh in the Clone Wars. But see, my thing is when I saw the spider robot legs, I like okay, that's just some other shit. Just pretend like that shit doesn't exist. Just move on. But now they're shoehorning this shit into the movies where it forces you to pay attention to this shit. Maybe it's awesome, well, I, Eli. Maybe I completely have a, a completely different tune if I ever bothered to track these cartoons down. Well, the thing with my reaction to Darth Maul was like, why is Darth Maul in a solo han solo movie he should be like in a jedi movie like the ben like the ben kenobi movie or something well see that's, that's what they're saying they, they're saying like <laughs> if they don't go with a solo movie then they might make a kenobi movie some bullshit like that and this will be a continuation into that you know yeah i'm like if, I if would, they go that I, route you know? I, I, of all the cameos like i said bosk boba fett jabba you know aura Singh, all these other references to the criminal underworld Mm-hmm. You know, you, you we didn't get to see any of them. They they gave us Darth Maul, and I'm like, what the fuck is that for? Right. Okay, I guess you know, <laughs> and that's me. That's me. My expectations versus what was given to me. You know? Yeah, it just seems so left feet. It's out of left field, man. It just seems so weird. It was like it took me completely out of the movie. 
I'm yeah. like, what the hell am I watching? Like, why is why is he here? You know, well, but the thing I mean, is, they, they got to do yeah. something to get people talking. Yeah. You know, and the thing because it got spoiled for me, like, oh, Darth Maul's supposed to be in this movie. I expected Darth Maul to do some shit. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> when he, he finally show, shows up but at the end but, and doesn't do nothing, I was like, eh. <laughs> but, but the thing is, he can't show up and Han see him because remember, Han doesn't even believe in Jedi's. I suppose. Yeah. So if you if he fights Again, Darth Maul, why is he in the movie? It's like what? exactly why like why is he up? even here? You know? Yeah. Why not Bosk? You mentioned Bosk. Why? Well, that's one thing. Darth Maul puts bus in the seats. Well, it didn't. But I mean, nobody's gonna say, "Oh, Bosk, I gotta go see this movie." You know, nobody's gonna do that. But Cad see- Bane. I mean, there was so there's so many cool characters from like, you know, the the you know the criminal underworld of, of Star Wars. It's like they mm-hmm. could have thrown in there, and I was, you know, like I said, those are my expectations. <laughs> like what I would have liked to have seen. So so the Darth Maul cameo was for me a little underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> that's an understatement for me i'm still in shock about why that is even in there i thought that was a a bad move i thought it, it honestly it kind of distracted me from the rest of the movie so i don't know uh let's talk about some other things okay let's talk about lando calrissian and like yeah. i said we liked his performance none of us was blown away we didn't like we he stole the movie or anything like that but let's just talk about the character i thought he was interesting and it was nice to see more stuff about lando because for some reason i don't know like people seem to think that lando and han solo are like best friends or some shit they were never best friends not from what i was gathering from the old movies it always yeah. felt like they were they were frenemies you know, like they were yeah, always just, waiting for the next colleagues. guy to screw somebody. Yeah, colleagues. Yeah, or they were, like li- yeah, or they were literally waiting for somebody to screw the next person over. You know, because yeah. like I said, when when Han goes down there, and you know, it, it's not like he really doesn't want to go down to see Lando, but he's basically has no choice but to see Lando. And he even tells Chewie, he was like, "Okay, Chewie, uh, watch our back because I don't trust any of this shit that's about to go down right now." You know, even yeah. though you know he says that he probably screwed him over in the past, and it may have been the card game, or maybe something else that may happen in the sequel or something. We don't know. You know, it tells Leia. I mean, she goes, "Do you trust him?" And he's like, like, "No, no, like, no, I don't trust him." You know, yeah. <laughs> right. but he's got no love for the Empire because you know he was supposedly a criminal. You know, he dealt he dealt dirt. Right. So, <laughs> so that's the thing. So you would exp- so I think they they play their relationship perfectly how it is. Like they have a yeah. a tense relationship. They're not friends. They know each other and they interact with each other, but they're not buddies. They didn't go on adventures together. Yeah. Yeah, they did some jo- like as far as I know in the expanded universe, you know, which is no longer canon. I mean, yeah, they did some jobs together. Like actually, Lando saved Han from Boba Fett from in one of the old stories, hmm. you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, they weren't like best buddies. I mean, Han's best buddy is Chewie. Right. <laughs> Lando's <laughs> so, just a guy that he knows, but he knows not to trust him. You know. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. And that's the thing, like what, like uh, okay, so you you know about the card game? Because I've never known about the card game before. I just all the I've never read any of the extended universe. So everything in this movie that I'm seeing is stuff that I just heard from the old movie, and I just wrote a screenplay in my head or made a movie in my head of how it's supposed to play out. Yeah. So this card game is this canon or canonical or something? Yeah, that it was. It's all. It's been well known that yeah, that it was the the card game. That that's how he won the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. But from what I think, I, Lando was never a pilot. I think Han taught Lando how to fly. Like from, I think. I mean, I. I mean, I. This is like all. Like this is the stories I've heard. But I think Lando 
had a bunch of ships. I mean, he just won. He was a gambler, and he just had all this shit. Because he kept winning and, in, in guard, card yeah, games. And so, he yeah, and he had all he had like a shipyard of fucking starships. And, and like, so when Han won the game, he's like, okay, well, take your pick. And he picked the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> it was just sitting there in, his, in, in Lando's shipyard. And he just had all this shit because he just won. He was always winning. He was a gambler. But Lando didn't know how to fly. And I think, you know, Han taught him how to fly. But this is the, the it considered Star Wars Legends now. This is no longer canon. No longer so. canon. Okay, so in, in in the actual canonical canonical universe that we have now, Lando was always a pilot. Uh, yeah. The Millennium Falcon was his only ship, and he kept it, you know, in pristine condition where it capes yeah, all over was, the place. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really nice. It was. It's funny. Uh, yeah, everyone say, "Yeah, wow, the, the the Millennium Falcon is look is all clean." Like, what the hell? And well, that's how Lando was. He liked, you know. Everything GQ smooth and shit. <laughs> exactly. That's how he kept everything, you know. And when Han screwed up his ship, you know, going through the Kessel Run and, and destroyed his ship, you know, I, that's one reason he could have been pissed off at him, you know. But yeah. it was still his ship, you know. And I also like it at the end when Han was like, on that ship right there, we got to surround it. We got 30 shooters on there ready to take you out. And Lando said, like, fuck you and just, just drives yeah, off. Yeah, just takes off. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> they're like that's how their relationship supposed to be they're supposed to be screwing each other over you know i like that so yeah. I, I thought it was pretty cool. i also like this i think it was uh okay how lando was negotiating with beckett and beckett kept you know telling him okay the deal now you got to take 20 now you got to take 15 you know kept making the deal getting worse and worse for lando i think that was a callback i think it was a callback yeah. to when vader kept screwing him over yeah you know yeah. this yeah, deal keeps, keeps getting, getting worse every time yeah. you know yeah yeah i i mean yeah, I mean, I enjoyed Lando. I mm-hmm. mean, he was cool. I mean, I, I had no issues with him, and I don't know what everyone was complaining about of him supposed to be pansexual. Because other yep. other than fucking his robot or whatever, it's like, who gives a shit? I think they were just fishing for headlines. Well, well that's the thing. The 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 internet took something that they didn't know about and just went yeah. went crazy with it. You know, so yeah. they they heard pansexual. Most people don't even know what the shit that means. You know. <laughs> But they heard the term and just went, no, no, they went nuts. And, you know, they trying to, you're shoving your agenda down my throat. I'm like, that doesn't even sound right what you're just saying, man. Just think about that for a second. <laughs> you know, so they're getting upset and they're saying you're changing my characters like that. It's funny because remember when they said that they were going to make a Lando movie? Yeah. Even though it was fake. They, they actually not making a Lando movie, but they were fake. They was fake and saying that we're going to make a Lando movie. So people kept bitching. I don't want a Lando movie. Why they make a Lando movie? I don't give a shit about Lando. The very next day, they said he was pansexual. Why are you making my Lando pansexual? Why are you change Lando? Just yesterday, you didn't give a shit what he was. Why do you yeah. care now? You know, saying they changed the character. And at the end of the day, it's just saying that, yeah, he fucked the robot. So technically, yes, that's pansexual. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's a vibrator. It's a big giant vibrator. It's a big giant vibrator. Yeah, it's, it's whatever. He fucked the robot, whatever. Like, oh, what you, you think about the robot anyway? I, I I didn't mind it, but I can see how some people would. Some people say I, it was an agenda. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I like whatever. It's you, you know, like whatever. Dro- droids life matter. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I sure. I mean, I did, it, was it a little? Uh, I guess. Uh, forced. It did seem a little forced to me at times, but there was a couple lines where she actually made me laugh. So mm-hmm. I thought I played. I, like, oh. I, I thought it was comedy. I laughed at. I never yeah. took anything she said seriously. Yeah. You know. You know. It's like okay. Yeah. I get. I, okay. This is this is gonna make people bitch, but whatever. I don't give a fuck. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it does paint some picture, like, if you think about it, because that robot, you know, AI is in the Millennium Falcon's brain uh, ship now. Yeah. Yeah. So now, yeah. right. So now, when you think about the old movies, when, you know, C3PO and R2D were talking to the ship, they're talking to her. Yeah. You yeah. know? And they're saying, you know, your ship acts kind of weird, you know, so like that. And that's basically, <laughs> what, the, that's basically what they're saying. So it is it, basically, so she is the Millennium Falcon's personality. Yeah, pretty much. So I thought that was pretty cool. It's it's a it's something that you don't have to know, but it yeah. gives you some backstory on the ship. It's overall. deep cuts for the fans. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. This movie actually did have a lot of deep cuts. Now, Eli, can can you give me? Let's talk about Easter eggs. Eli, yeah. did you catch it? Well, not even Easter eggs or callbacks. Just Easter eggs, callbacks. Uh, something that you noticed. Something that only you know us Star Wars fan would catch. Did did you anything jumped out at you that really you know? They really stuck well, with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Boss. They when they mentioned Bosk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bosk and Aura Singh and Karakasi and all that shit. It was you all know. in there. It was all in there. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, like uh, I said, it, we we talked about the the robot being in the ship and everything like that. We uh talked about the Kessel Run. Let's talk about the Kessel Run. Like yeah. I said, that's the whole reason I went to go see the movie anyway, just see the Kessel Run. I always liked it because the Kessel Run is always something that Tan always talked about. Like, the Kessel Run was always his way of basically pulling his dick out in front of, you know, any pilot in front of him, you know. Yeah. Uh, Luke is always saying, well, I'm a pretty good pilot. I can get this shit myself. You know, Hombe, well, have you done the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs? Look, uh, no. Well, shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> no. I have, but, you know. So. But that is pretty, it did. From what I understand, it does stick pretty close to the original um, stories okay, or the so, old story. Okay, so they've done the Kessel Run in other media before. Well, from what I understand, yeah, but it was for Jabba. Like, it was a job for Jabba. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Jabba had hired them to go smuggle some spice or whatever because that's what Kessel was, the spice mines of Kessel, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and they said that in the movie, didn't they? they I heard spice yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, it's the spice mines. And um. But but yeah, it was like really close to like a black hole or a supernova or whatever the fuck that that thing they were that they almost got sucked into the mm-hmm. Mar or whatever the fuck they were calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Han basically figured out a way to go closer, like basically go cut like do a shortcut across that black hole. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what a parsec is a measure of distance, not time. Mm-hmm. So it's like. Um, so he was able to create a shortcut by going super close to that black hole without getting sucked into it. Mm-hmm. And that's how he was able to do it so fast. So and gotcha. that's how he gained his reputation. That's basically what happened in the movie also. He got really yeah. close to something. So like wormhole, black hole, anything like that. And, yeah. you know, shot out of there real quick. You know. Oh, now let's talk about also what happened at the end of the Kessel Run. Because Han starts bragging about it. Like, yeah, I just did Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. But did you catch what Chewie said? Well, of course, he didn't say anything. I but, can't remember that. I don't remember. Well, he said, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's what he said. But he meant something else. Because the way he said it, I, I heard. That's what I heard. Bullshit. That's what I heard. Because <laughs> <laughs> it made it sound like Han said, yeah, I did I did it in 12 parsecs. And it made it basically what I translated from Chewie saying, bullshit, you didn't do that in 12 parsecs. But then Han, you know, says back to him, well, if you round down, you know, you kind of do it. So, yeah, so he round, may yeah, not have done it in 12 parsecs, you know. <laughs> because remember when uh, Ray in, in one of those other movies said, I heard you did it in 14. You know, he got pissed yeah. and said, no, I did it in 12, you know. 
So who knows? Yeah. Maybe somebody else had been telling the story differently than what he said. It, you know. Yeah. So I I thought that was pretty funny there. You know, just saying that. Here's the thing about the Chewy thing. Like you know how uh, it's funny because everybody thinks about I am group now. And Chewie yeah. does remind me of I Am Groot because, you know, he's saying something, but he's meaning something else. And it's funny because I Am Groot got it from Chewie, but it seems like Chewie got it from I Am Groot, if it makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's weird. Uh, you ever seen Pootie Tang? Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's the <laughs> yeah. thing. If you watch Pootie Tang enough times, you can understand what he's saying. Yeah. It's it's weird as hell. Oh, uh, another thing. What else? Uh, quick little <laughs> thing. Uh, Tobias Beckett gave Han his blaster. Yeah. You know, through that. We didn't get we didn't get Chewie's crossbow. Where'd he get his crossbow from? Wait, didn't he have that crossbow in uh Revenge of the Sith? No. I didn't, didn't see it, no, no. See, now you he, gotta make um, me watch Revenge of the Sith now. Yeah. Um he got his bandoliers though. <laughs> he did get that. He did get that. Okay. Um, um trying to think what else. Uh what another, about this yeah. this this should we talk about that uh Enfist, what's her name? Enfist Nest? I mean, that we new... can, but I don't know anything about her. Yeah. Well, she's I, a brand new character, and, I, and that's what I was talking about. Like, you know, because she's, you know, they're the part of these marauders that were constantly after, you know, their the the, the you know the, the 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 score. Like everything Han and Beckett were trying to steal, mm-hmm. they were after the what was it called? That's the the that I, fuel. Or whatever. I forgot the, hyper, the name. Hyper fuel or whatever. The whatever it is. It, the MacGuffin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That shit. They were constantly being, you know, tracked by this, these group of thugs that were out to rip them off. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it turns out at the end when they show up at the desert planet at the end or that whatever world it was. And then she takes off her mask. I thought, you know, because she was like a multiracial, woman mm-hmm. for a second i thought was that beckett and thandy newton's daughter and okay I was like, whoa but honestly, then it turns out I, no yeah she was just some <laughs> i mean because they they hung on her they hung on the frame of her taking a mask off like a really really long time yeah. like they really want to make her important music play like dun, 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 dun. i was like oh is she supposed to be somebody uh, yeah I was that's like, why because, i thought for a second honestly because I, I knew she was in the movie like she kept chasing after stuff like that but i honestly i didn't think twice about her so when she took off the mask all slow and they panned in and music, I'm like, why are we treating this like so important? And she's she's but nobody, you know. Yeah, but that's where the movie got interesting for me when it turns out that they weren't just common criminals, that they were actually working for the rebellion. Now, and they were trying to steal the, the hyper fuel for the rebellion. I was like, okay, yeah. now I'm super interested. Like before that, this was all just prequel legend stories that I've heard about that I already know. Now the movie got interested on mm-hmm. that moment. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see how this goes. Then she and she went, we're on the same side. We're, you know, you should join the rebellion. And I'm like, well, shit, you just killed Beckett's crew. What the fuck? This is this is this is complicated. And that's mm-hmm. where like the movie got intriguing for me. Mm-hmm. It just sucked that it was like the last 20 minutes of the movie. Right. Because they, 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 it was some media. I mean, once they, once she got yeah. to her story, and then she said she was with the Alliance. Because if you, if basically the movie is about Han was the one who financed the Alliance. It's pretty much. Yeah. yeah. He may or may not have known that, but that's what he did. You know. Yeah. So, that yeah, they could have had more of that, you know. But, but I guess there was so much other stuff they tried because they had to squeeze in so much fan service and stuff we wanted to see, like the car game yeah. and the Millennium. They didn't have enough time for that. 
Yeah. Like they could have made yeah. yeah, because they don't know if they could have actually made that the plot of the second movie. Something, yeah. Yeah. So. Or just or just work in yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and try to write another movie in my head like every other fan does. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> saying, I'm just responding to what, like I said, what is being presented. And let, yeah, I, I do want to see it again. As mediocre as I felt the movie was, I want to see it again to get a fresh perspective, you know, let go of what I feel should have been and just let and just witness what it is. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get a better because I'm at the point where, yeah, you got to. You gotta see a Star Wars movie at least twice to really get it. A- that's, that's what I don't understand. If you if you call yourself a Star Wars movie, how can you sit this movie out? Even yeah. if it's mediocre, even if it's terrible, even if it's bad. If you call yourself a Star Wars movie, how can you just say, I'm out, I don't wanna see this? Yeah. Like, I, I saw the Clone Wars cartoon movie in the theater. You know? Well, that was awesome. Wait, no, no, no. Uh, was that the CGI one? The CGI one that uh, was released in oh, wait. Yeah, I saw that opening weekend. Star Wars. It was, a, it was a cartoon, but I went and saw it in the theater. <laughs> and okay. that was mediocre as hell as well. <laughs> it was. That's Okay. Now, there was some other uh, callbacks I saw in there also. Like uh, when Lando, like when the shit was broken, Lando tells Han, I hate you. And Han says, I know. So I like I that. that, that I, I, a, I, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty cool line then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And now here's a big one. Here's a big one that shocked me when I saw it. Han shot first. Oh, that that was like I almost clapped. Yeah, I was like, I was yes. like we we put this baby to bed. This is done. Yeah, <laughs> that argument is yes. over with now. <laughs> that was like, and it from out of nowhere. Like I was like, oh shit! Like he like, didn't oh, wait for him to get his gun. Yeah. He was like, no, you're you're done. <laughs> and it was funny. All be- this shit, and then all of a sudden, bam! <laughs> right, and it's funny because Beckett almost even knew that he felt like he he was proud of him. Yeah, he was like because situations were reversed. I would have killed you in a second. You know, so yeah. now you're starting to understand, you know, take them out. Don't take, don't trust anybody. Don't give anybody an inch. Take them out. So when Han did that, yeah, I almost, I think I was the only one that, because like I said, we're, we're hardcore Star Wars fans. So if somebody else that was a casual fan saw that, they probably wouldn't think twice about it. But for yeah. us, that is a big moment. That's basically like this argument you guys may have for 30 years. It's done. We've just settled it. I wish somebody was sitting next to George Lucas in a theater when he saw that and just looked at him and said, See George Lucas, that bullshit you did is done, you know. Yeah. So all that, all that was awesome. It was like little, and I'm pretty sure it's a, like I said, Eli. You just named a whole bunch of East Asian callbacks that I I never caught, wouldn't pay attention, probably never would have caught until you actually broke it down to me. And it's a bunch of stuff I saw in this, so I got to see the movie again because I'm pretty sure it's a bunch of stuff that probably ties into other stuff that I didn't see. Oh, like for instance, when Beckett came off the ship disguised as how Lando was disguised in in Return of the Jedi. Maybe it was a callback, yeah. or maybe yes. Lando got that idea from him, you know, or maybe yeah, that's his suit, that. you know. Yeah, that was a that was his disguise. Yeah, I was like, wow, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, so they threw all that stuff in there. I, I was liking it. Um, we didn't see Job. I'm glad we didn't see Job in there. You know, like I said, if yeah. if, if they make a sequel, that's where we'll go down that road with him. You know, um, or the Boba. If they they just announced a Boba Fett movie, and he's got to be in that. He's got to be in that. <laughs> well. Well, I mean, they could have a Boba, a Boba Fett movie, but yeah, they just throw Jabba in a Boba Fett movie. That's it, you know. Or they could combine the Boba Fett and Han Solo movie. Yeah. I mean, just make it a fully cinematic. Avengers do it. Fuck it. Star Wars do it too. Yeah. Screw a Han Solo too. Throw Han yeah. Solo in the Boba Fett movie. 
you got had the Boba Fett movie right had the Boba Fett movie pick up where the Han Solo movie left off. Hell, you could have a Boba Fett versus Darth Maul fight. We've seen these bounty hunters fight Jedi before. Yeah, and that's the thing is I was saying that like I just wrote a you know shameless plug. I just wrote an article on the you know how ways to make a cool Boba Fett movie. Mm -hmm. One of them could be where Boba Fett is hunting Jedi because Mace Windu killed his father. Yeah. And he go, he goes after the remaining Jedi who survived Order 66. Like maybe team up with Vader as they go secret, you know, killing Jedi. And he finds Darth Maul. Like, hey, you're a Jedi. You got a lightsaber, motherfucker. You got to go. Yeah. And that <laughs> would, you, you want to sell some tickets? That will sell some tickets. Boba, Boba Fett oh, yeah. versus Darth Maul? You sell that shit. You got your movie yeah. right there. I'm, I I want to see it. <laughs> look, like fire Kathleen Kennedy, put the comic book bullies in charge of Star Wars. Bam, yeah. you got the franchise back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, we'll, we'll unite the fans. <laughs> exactly, or they will rip us to shreds too. One or the other. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, so that's all. Awesome. Boba Fett isn't black. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just know I would change this shit. Yeah. <laughs> now, like like I said, now we got to talk about. This movie in general in the Star Wars mythos. Now, do you think this movie helped the not not talking about box office bullshit, not box office bullshit, but just the mythos? Do you think this movie helped the mythos or hurt the mythos? Because reason I'm asking that because, like I said, all this stuff we're getting was mystery. We didn't know what the yeah. Kessel Run was. We didn't know how Han got the Millennium Falcon. Now, even I know this shit was all in the EU books and stuff like that. But do you think that helps it? Now that the mystery is gone, I, I don't. I, I don't think it's, it's it, it matters. I mean, it's 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 fine. You know, yeah. I mean, we didn't need to see it, but now that we've seen it, it's fun. I mean, it's entertaining, mm-hmm. and it's just another part. I mean, to me, Star Wars. No, you know, this is this is my main thing, and a lot of people disagree with me. But Star Wars were meant to be movies. I mean, it's cool that there's video games and comic books and novels and shit, but Star Wars. You know, the genesis of that mythology is all in the cinema. You know, it, it, it was created for the movies, for that artistic aesthetic. This story and mythology was created with tools and technology meant for the cinema. You know, Lord of the Rings was a book. You know, Hungry Games is a book. Marvel are comics. You know, you keep going at Wizard of Oz, all the greatest movies, Gone with the Wind, all those, you know, The Godfather, all that shit. Those were all books or some other medium that, you know, Star Wars was born from the cinema. So keep it in the movies. That's what it's for, you know. <laughs> so, well yeah, said. I, I, <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like I said, I 100% agree with you. And that's where, you know, Solo should be. So, um. Yeah, shoot, Eli. Any, anything else? You, whoa, you wait. You got a, you got a book. Oh yeah, I guess we can yeah. do a comic book. Yeah, just just we'll, one. We'll, I'll I'll we'll, let you we'll, have the floor. We'll, we'll pay we'll pay some bills, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, do a comic so comic book bully podcast, yo. Yeah. So I read. Yeah, I didn't really read. I I, I have a, my stack of pull lists collecting dust because I haven't read it this week. But I decided to uh, go back and read some old Star Wars comics. Uh, and I, I read the Lando uh, miniseries from a few years back, which I never read, and I, I, I gave it a whirl, and, and yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, it, it's uh, basically uh, written by Charles Soule, who's doing um, 
he's doing Daredevil and some other books. I can't remember. But uh, but this is basically takes place in uh, Lando's early days as a gambler, and he's a heist man. And him and his homie Lobot. You remember Lobot? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The, the, the white guy with the robot thing. The headphones. It looked like he's bald. He's got the headphones and whatever. Yeah. Well, t- yeah. Well, it turns out Lobot is, you know, part cyborg, but he was more human back then. You know, he was able to balance out his body and consciousness with his robotic implants in his head. So he could, but he could function as a droid. He, he can plug himself into, you know, into computers like R2 and shit like that. So, so he was Lando's main partner back in the day. So anyways, Lando has a, like this big debt to pay off some crime lord, and he gets hired to steal this really nice, luxurious starship, which has this cargo of very valuable merchandise. So Lando puts together this crew, which includes these like two badass like Black Panther, Thundercat looking ninjas, you know, with spears and swords. That's their that's their muscle. Mm-hmm. And then he's got this like Ugnot. You remember the Ugnots, those little pig creatures? Yeah, yeah. They, look they like were pig working midgets. on droids, and they're the ones that like destroyed C three PO or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's got one of those guys, and he's like a like an antiquities expert. He's he's able to sell stolen goods on the black market, launder money and shit. So he's got that guy and these two like Thundercat ninjas and Lobot, and they go steal this really fancy spaceship, and it goes off really easily. You know, Lando's all about you know smooth jobs and shit. He hates violence. He likes good clean jobs and getaways like that. Mm-hmm. So they get away with it really easily, but it turns out the ship is owned by Palpatine. Oh, so, okay. So they stole the Emperor's ship. And um, the Emperor hears about it, and he uh, he hires this badass bounty hunter named Chanath Cha, I think their name was, mm-hmm. to track them down. So he's got this badass bounty hunter tracking them down, and meanwhile Lando and crew are being chased by Star Destroyers. And they're like, why the fuck is the Empire after this? You know, what's on this fucking ship? And it turns out the cargo is full of like these ancient Sith artifacts, you know, mm-hmm. which are priceless on the black market. But it also explains why Palpatine is after this shit. Um, and but it also turns out, you know, it's kind of weird where the story suggests that being around the Sith, the Sith objects, these like Sith artifacts can have like a uh, negative influence on people and like possess them. Kind of like the ring from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know, it, like the, the, the tool was about the dark side. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's what happens to those two ninja Thundercat dudes. They get they're they're sitting in that room with all the Sith shit and they start they turn to the dark side and then turn on Lando and the crew and start trying to kill him and shit. So wow. there's like this fight breaks out and Lobot is stabbed and um uh, he's all fucked up and Lando puts him in a back to tank to sort of make him recover so he can, his body can heal before the, the robotic side will take over his body and mm-hmm. he'll just become a machine. So mm-hmm. that's going on. And then the bounty hunter shows up and, uh, they deactivate the escape pod so no one can leave. Mm-hmm. And, um, it turns out the bounty hunter is this woman that Lando had a fling with back in the day. So right away she doesn't kill him. But she, but he tries to make a deal with her, like, hey, you know, we'll split the, you know, we'll split the, you know, the the goods, you know, we'll both get paid. Everybody gets out. She's like, no, 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 no. This shit belongs to the emperor. 
you know, if this shit turns up on any black market, I'm dead. You're dead. No, we got to destroy this. If you want to live, we got to destroy the ship because that's what I was paid to do. I either got to kill you and return the ship or destroy it, you know, or the Palpatine's going to kill me, you know. But right. then the ninja, the ninja Thundercats show up and they're all, you know, influenced by the dark side and they, they attack and there's this, the fight happens and shit. And um, Lando ends up activating the self-destruct uh, sequence on the ship, but they can't escape, the, you know, because the, the escape pods are deactivated and Palpatine had revert, had the reverse codes destroyed as a fail safe for thieves, just mm -hmm. in case thieves try to, you know, steal it, that they could never escape, mm -hmm. you know? So they get into this, uh, this, you know, the fight and shit. And then, you know, they grab Lobot out of the back to tank and like, dude, you got to, you know, reactivate these escape pods. So they plug him, but he's still fucked up. But they plug him into the computer and he reactivates the escape pod and they escape. But um, uh, because he wasn't fully healed and he used all his energy to talk to the computer on the ship, he ends up dying. And wow. the, 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 the robot side takes over his body and shit, you know. So, you know, the, 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 the ship blows up and the bounty hunter looks like, you know, she did her job and all that shit. And she doesn't and she gets paid and doesn't give up Lando. And as they're flying off, Lobot is dying. You know, his energy is being drained and shit. And he has one final message for Lando. And he tells them that, you know, hey, dude, you're a smart guy. You know, you were destined for greater things. You got to stop living this criminal lifestyle and you should change and become a better man. You know, and then with that, his robot side takes all over. And he's, he can no longer speak. He's a machine after that. And that's why Lobot is just a silent dude in Empire Strikes Back. Right. So hmm. so Lando escapes and it's all good. So that's pretty much the story. Um, and I thought it was really cool. I mean, it really shows off how clever uh, Lando is, how he used to gamble and he, he only resorts to violence when he needs to. Hmm. And it's a, it's, it was a really, full, uh, really cool, fun book, cool crime caper. I give it a 4.5 out of 5. Oh, uh, who is this? Who's the company? Marvel. Oh, shit. Cool. Marvel Unlimited is yeah. tonight. I got some reading to do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. You sold me on it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Like, any anything else left on the table? Or we pretty much got it? Or... I think we got it. I think we got it. I think we probably went well over time. So, yeah. Uh, like I said, if you listen to it this long, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Uh, we got a shitload of other podcasts. We have our sister podcast, uh, Geeks Ass, which I'm pretty sure they're going to do a, a, a solo one also. And we got a bunch of other ones that are going to talk about all the comics we didn't talk about this week, you know. Uh, so, I think we're the only two that even seen solo in the, in the group, <laughs> Eli. <laughs> But that's neither here nor there. Uh, like I said, definitely check those out. And I guess we're going back to normal after next week. Yeah, we're going to review some comics next week. We're going to get back into it because we have abandoned comics on this podcast. Like yeah, I got a whole month. stack of shit I got to start reading. Me now. too. <laughs> I got to get caught up on all this shit. So, yeah, we will get back to normal next week. Uh, so, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we will talk about comics with you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. Some people call me the space cowboy, yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice, cause I speak of the pompatists of love. People talk about me, 
I'm doing you wrong, doing you wrong. Well, don't you worry, baby, don't worry, 'cause I'm right here, right here, right here, right here at home. 'Cause I'm a picker, I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. I play my music in the sun. I'm a joker. I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker. I sure don't want to hurt no one. I'm a picker, I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. I play my music in the sun. I'm a joker, I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker. Get my lovin' on the run.